0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Sharmanda Yomi. my name is Itraket Shalom we're now in Masechet Shabbat mem Aleph uh, at the very top of the amud uh continuing with our discussion about uh bathing and using water that was heated on Shabbat barhamin shu chamu shabbat so the following Rahlok between Rav and Shmuel about water that was heated up on Friday. Ravam Rad Maharuchetzpan Kogufo ever you could wash according to this first version. Rav says on Shabbat you could wash your whole body one limb at a time. The only thing that's permitted is face, hands, feet. Mateve, challenge one to Rav. The Brighther explicitly says you could only wash your hand, face, hands, and feet of a local gufo, not your whole body. So the Rav could answer local gufo It means local gufo means you can't wash your whole body at one shot, like a shower or bath. But one limit of time. But the Brighther says explicitly those three things. The answer is kain pana It just means that's, those are models, meaning just like you do those one at a time, so any other part of the body one at a time. So this part is a little bit clearer. They only permitted face, hands, and feet. So, so it'll interpret the same thing. It means those are models. Now we have a right to explicitly like Shmuel. The next day you could wash, wash only those three things. But not your whole body, even one limited time. And certainly it's true about chamin that were heated up, water was heated up on Yom Tov. Okay? So, Shmuel certainly has support there. Now, Rabba Hashmata Rabbi learned it as follows. Rabbi had an even more lenient position. He said that Rav said that the next day you, you heated water upon every Shabbat, the next day you could wash your whole body and just don't wash one limb. Now that may be a little bit more stringent, meaning that you have, still have to non-limb by, by, by limb and you have to leave one out or it could be even more lenient we're washing our body, just leaving one limb out of the water. So, etabekohane, to Yufta, and then he brought all of these, these two challenges, and then the support for Shmuel, Tiyufta. So, Rav was refuted. Yosef for So, Rav Yosef turned to Obadi, who of course knew, knew Raba better than anybody else, and Rav Yosef was Raba's colleague, said, Rav. had his own version of Rav. Did he follow that? Amarav I said, I don't know. Mighty boy, the question is, why was Rav Yosef even asking? Lovid, obviously he didn't do like that, Rav's whole position was refuted. The answer is loshmiele. It's possible that Rav did not hear the refutation, which means he thought that Rav was still in the running. Rabbi Rabbi. and by the way, if he hadn't heard it, then for sure he would have done like Rav, because, Damar Baye, we saw this earlier in the beginning of the second barak, komile demar avid kirav. Mar means rabba. Rabba would always follow Rav, and what that means is, in machlokat Rav and Shmuel, in areas of isuri ritual law, he would follow Rav. Bar except for those famous three exceptions that we saw in the sugi of Hanukkah, the Abid Kishmuel, he followed Shmuel leniently. Matirin bega the begam and likum neir the neir, the echoker veshemun that you could light one ner Hanukkah from another. We had a d'yuun about how that works. You could. Take, uh, tzitzit from one beget and put it on to another one, and that we rule leniently the korbishimon about the kavain. But otherwise, Rabba always followed Rav. So why, so if Rabba had not heard the refutation, then it's also not a question, he clearly would follow Rav. The answer is no. What did that rule of Habayas mean? He would always follow Rav when Rav was more, was more stringent. And that's why those three exceptions were Shmuel was more lenient, were surprising. But if Rav was more lenient, he wouldn't necessarily follow him. And so therefore, Rav Yosef asked the question, the answer, of course, being Abba, he did not know. Tani Rabbanan, Nikavav, Shabbat. Let's say you had a bathhouse, and they plugged up the drain on Friday afternoon, meaning they filled it up, plugged it up so no more new hot water would come in. Ochetzpo, and motza Shabbat, you could wash in there immediately, and you don't have to wait the amount of time it would take to heat the water up. Pakunakavyomtov, if you plugged it up Ervomtov, Machani Krasia An Yomtov you can come in and take a Schwitz into the s sauna. Then you can wash off in cold water in the outer room. Amir Rabbi Yehuda, it's Rabbi not Rav, this is a Breita, it's a Tosafta, Masebatch Benebrak. So what happened in the bathhouse of Binabrak, Shapakakunakov Maver Vyomtov. They plugged up the drain on the inflow on Erev Yom Tov they came in they did exactly that but then Rabbi Yoda adds the hot water there was covered up with planks so you didn't have direct access to the water so we, we might think that if there is direct access to the water we won't allow you to come in and take a sweat because you might then go in the water Chabadov the khakhamin the khakhamin heard about the Samru a prohibition against overhoping with Soviet mutar even if they're not covered by planks now the bright continues when there was an increase in transgression transgressors they'd khila then they began to ban it the end of the bright is ambatiotshal Krachin. We'll see all of this detailed. the Krachin, the bathhouses of the big cities. You can walk through them and not be worried. And we'll see why only the big cities. Now, everyone, What did it mean at the end of the bright when it said transgressors increased? So it goes back to Rebbe's generation, student of Rebbe. Originally people would bathe on Shabbat They'd go into the bathhouse with waters that were heated on Erev Shabbat, which is mutar. So the bathhouse attendants started heating water up on Shabbat. And they said it was cooked yesterday. They wanted the business. So they lied. So the, the rabbi said, okay, you can't go in directly into the water, even if they tell you it was heated on Erev Shabbat, but you can go in and sweat. Now the people would lie; they would go in and take the and go into the bath. When they'd come out looking well bathed, they would say we were just doing the shvitz. They banned that. And then they said, but you could use chamei tiberia, because that's heated by the earth. And then they would go go into a regular bathhouse. They'd say we were in chamei tiberia. So Asula and Tiberia, they banned that too. Vitiru and they said you could still wash in cold water. Raushin of the Romaid land, they saw that the decree was too much, people were not going to follow it. and Tiberia they went rolled back one step and they said Chamei Tiberia are Mutar, but Vizab and met it, but sweating is still Asur. So they're going in first fits. Okay, that's the development. Amaravah, Haimanda, Amar, Drabanan, parenthetically he says somebody violates a Durabanan, You could call him a sinner. Why? Come on, That follows this Tana because <coughs> he referred to um, to uh the people who were uh violating these decrees Durabanan as Averat. So he said in these big bathhouses you can walk through. Only big houses, big big cities of all the kfarin. The ones in the little villages, low. My time, what's the difference? Why why is they prohibited? Because they're so small, they have a lot of heat, and therefore you're much closer to actually getting to the shvitz. Okay, you're allowed to stand next to a bonfire, and get yourself all hot, and then walk out and cool off with cold water, and bathe in cold water. But you can't do the opposite. Why? You're heating up the water that's on you. You could heat up a towel and put it on your stomach if you're not feeling well on Shabbat as long as you don't bring a thermos, and their thermoses were open, and put it on there, and the concern may be that it'll spill, and you have to squeeze out, the truth is, you shouldn't even do it, and it's prohibited on hold, because it's dangerous, if it spills, it could burn you. You could bring a flask of water, and put it next to the midura, now we're going to see three opinions in this, in this bright, about heating up liquids. You're not allowed to bring them to a boil but to, if they're extra cold to make them lukewarm she could bring a vial of oil and put it next to the fire again, not to make it cook but to make it less cold a woman could put some oil on her hand and put the hand in front of the uh, fire. Or she could put it on her little kid. She doesn't have to be worried. Now, clearly, these are not just three different statements about liquids and uh, bonfire. There's some disagreement between them. And we'll see what that is in a minute. First, the question is, Sharon Tanakama. What's Tanakama when well, we spoke about water? What's his position about oil? So the answer is either, they think he is more lenient. Humyat's Akamali Surah says that the the Tatakama is more stringent. Let's see it. Rami Razar Teira, they walk the Brighth through as follows Shemon of Bishayad it Bom, even though you boil up Shemon. So the point where the hand gets burnt. Mutar. Why? Kasara Tanakama Shemon Bombishul. There is no dinner bisho with Shemon. If <speaking> the Atabiudul and Amarabiud disagrees and says, Shemin Yeshbomishum <Hebrew> Bishul, but have Sherolos El Bishulo. Just bring it lukewarm, is not called Bishol. Therefore, you're not allowed to cook oil, as it were, but you're allowed to uh, warm it up. And he came and said, And Shem Gamriel says, No, shemin not only is subject to bishul, but just making it lukewarm is called bishul. and therefore she can't even bring a vial in. The only way to do it is to put it on a uh, body part. Uh, that's one way. He takes the opposite uh, direction. Even though you don't even cook up the oil to be so hot that it would hurt the hand, it's still asur. He holds that oil as a deen of bishul and just making it warm is called bishul. lot members have and disagrees leniently saying, that <coughs> just warming it up is not bishul and therefore a woman could do that. essentially restates Tanakama's position and therefore says the only way to do it is to put the put it on the hand or on the body part. Now, if that's the case, Shemgamliel and Tanakama then they're in agreement why, why does he have a separate statement? The answer is He can an eye does allow you to heat up oil in an irregular way like by putting it on a body part. Tanakama wouldn't even allow that. So, Yitzchak has Tanakama very, very stringent when it comes to oil. So, Shmuel cuts the difference. It's very simple. Whether it's water or oil, if you bring it to a point where it would boil, where it would burn a hand, then it's a and if not, not. If you'd pour, not that you should try this. It's so hot that if you'd pour a little bit on the stomach of a baby, it would get burned. The reason they had to do that is because otherwise it becomes a very uh, sustain, uh, subjective shear. So he tells this story. He says, I went after Rabbi. I followed Rabbi into a Beit HaMarchatz, And I wanted to put down a vial of oil into the, a closed vial of oil into the hot water. He said, take a klisheni, which means take the water from the bath into another kli, and then put the vial in there. So we learned three things from there. First of all, shemin could be cooked. Shemin could be cooked. meaning it, it is considered cooking. klisheni and Second thing is, klisheni is not considered bishel, no matter how hot. And third thing is you see that even making it lukewarm is called bishol, because that's evidently what he wanted to do with this oil. Okay, now heichi parenthetically, how could Rabbi, uh give him this instruction? You're allowed to think divrei Torah, uh, and that would extend to speaking divrei Torah, anywhere except the Beit or Beit So how could he tell him, he and you think maybe he said it in uh, Greek or Aramaic or some other language Abayah said you're allowed to speak of mundane things in Hebrew in but holy things you're not allowed to speak of even in another language it's not the language, it's the content so the answer is here Rabbi was trying to keep him from doing an or that you're allowed to do and here's a proof. We have a story. He followed him into Beit on Shabbat. He wanted to wash down the dirt floor. He said, don't do it. Down. He wanted to rub it down. We don't do that either. So, to stop somebody from doing any, sir, you're allowed to speak Divrei Torah, as it were, minimally, obviously. Recently, did not say more than just don't do it. Here also, Rabbi just said, "Put in a cliché." He didn't give him a whole Torah about cliché. He just said, "Put in a cliché." Ravina Shmamina, So Ravina says, "From this story, you can infer that am That we know that Rabbi had to be in chamay when this happened, and therefore we see that if you're in the waters of Chamei Tiberi you're chayav. Why? Dama said, "Rabbi Rabbis." Um, the story with Rebbe happened after the Gzerad that we saw, where they did not allow you to go anywhere except Chamei Tiberia. And nonetheless, Marley, told the He said, Put it in Klishani, because he put it directly in Chamei Tiberi, bi Chayav. avchista, <laughs> said, If you cook in Chamei Tiberia, go, go into the baths and take some food and put it in, and cook it, you're patur. So, my chayav namini kama, makat mardut. Yes, indeed. When Ravina said chayav, he didn't mean chayav midoraita. He meant chayav midorabanan, which means Beitim gives you makat mardut, a little bit more severe than patur al I'm Rabbi so now we have another story of a student and his teacher uh, in a bath. Anachazitev Rabbi Abahu deshat bambati. This happened after Rabbi Zera made aliyah. He saw Rabbi Abahu swimming in a bath. And I don't know if he picked his legs up off the ground or not. And it was just standing there waiting around. Our position is it's obvious that he didn't pick up his legs. Why did Tanya L'Ashut Adam You're not allowed to swim in a pool. Even if it's in a backyard or in a courtyard. And the difference of that is that that means that even if you splash water, you won't be carrying it from the Brecha the to another shoot. So Lokasha. Like you do hadi, like you do It really depends. If the pool has a lip around it, like all of our pools do, then it's mutar. But if it doesn't, then it's very much like a river, and then the gzera of not swimming in a river on Shabbat, because you might make a makeshift raft, would apply. So again, he followed Rabbi Avahu. This was into a river, as you will see, and you see that he, even though he was bathing, he put his hand over his makom erva. I'm not sure if he touched it or not. So, Pshita should be, obviously, didn't touch it. Why? did Tanya, as we saw in the second parak of Nida. Anybody who holds his, uh, ervo when he urinates is like bringing a bull because he's going to excite himself. So, the answer is not necessarily so because we know that when people are in times of stress or anxiety, then sexual stimulation and other Averot are off their mind. Like the case of the Boleshet. We have the following, Mishnah. Boleshet and Chesal if you have a raiding party that comes into the city. Bishat Shalom, if everything's quiet and they're not at war. tu chod Asurot, mot Mutarot. The barrels of wine that are open are Asur, because we figure they went in there and they took wine and they were menasechet. But the ones that are sealed are okay. Bashad and if they're at war, Mutar wrote, Both are mutar because they don't have time, or the mental freedom, as it were, to be menasech. They're worried about the war. Al Since they're scared, lo They don't do nisuch. Same thing. Since Rabbi Avahu was anxious, lo the worry. So it could be that he did touch, and nonetheless, it wouldn't be a concern because he was so anxious. So might be What was he anxious about? He was afraid of the river that he was going into. Actually, you see, it was a river. So, Now we're going to see the opposite position, which is, Anybody who covers up with their hand, covers up their air, It's like they're denying the Brit. This is a Hasmonean-era issue with the Jews who wanted to be made for Brit. <coughs> it's like they're denying the Brit. So, it depends. If you're going into the river, Nobody sees you, there's no issue really of sniut on that level. So putting your hand over there it only seems to be that you're embarrassed about the breed. Hakisalik when you're coming out of the river, you're facing people, then it's uh, appropriate. appropriate. Rava would bend over. if you would stand up. And what would they do? Kikanahti when they'd go into the river they'd stand up straight. Kamasalki when they'd come out and face the people. Shakhi they'd bend over. Okay, there's a famous story, Rabbi Yehuda. now we take Rabbi Zehra back a few years, when he was still in Bavel, and he was hiding from his Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda, he wanted to make Aliyah, a famous story at the end of Ketubot, and of course the whole development there in Ketubot, about the three Shavuot, etc. But nonetheless, Rabbi Yehuda wanted to prohibit it. He said, I want to go here one last Devar Torah for my Rebbe, then I'll go make Aliyah found him in the bathhouse and he heard Rabbi Yehuda say say to his servant in Hebrew he said bring me soap, bring me a comb he also told the other people around him open your mouths and let the hot air out as it were and drink some of the water of the bathhouse so, Amar, Sorab Zerah said, If I only came and heard this, it was still worth it. So, let's see what he learned. I understand why he was happy that he heard Rabbi Yoda give instructions in Hebrew. Bring so, bring a comb. As we said before, you're allowed to speak in a bathhouse um, um, uh, as long as it's mundane issues when he said open your mouth and let out the hot air, is Shmuel, that supports Shmuel, that hot air pushes out other hot air, meaning the hot air that you take in pushes out other hot air either through your perspiration or whatever. the what was so good about having him hearing him say you guys should drink the water of the bathhouse? The Tanya, we have the following a bunch of advice about eating. If you eat and don't drink, it's like eating blood. It's very bad for your stomach. It starts uh, the stomach disease. If you ate a meal and didn't walk for a mot, your food is going to rot inside you. That's how you get halitosis. If you needed to go to the bathroom and instead you ate, it's like a, an oven that you fire up and you burn on top of its own ashes. First, clean it out. That's where your whole body starts to smell bad. <coughs> Here we go. If you bathed in hot water but didn't drink some of it, it's like uh, heating up an oven from the outside, not from the inside. The idea is you should drink something hot also to have that full hot water experience. If you bathed in hot water and didn't cool off in cold water, it's like forging metal but not then putting it in the cold to make it set for if you bathed, but didn 't anoint, it 's like putting water on top of the barrel it doesn 't go in unless you unless you put some oil on that 's going to bring that hot water in okay, so a piece of that advice was the the idea that you should drink hot water when you 're in there now the next uh, little Mishnah... Deals with other kinds of uh, cooking elements. We're just going to take a look at this and this little Gemara afterwards, and with that, conclude. Muya Garuf. These are two different kinds of hot water storage tanks. A Mulyar, which has the coals swept away, you could drink from it on an Shabbat. Antichi, which is another kind, even though you swept away the coals, ain't Shotinamena, you can't drink from it. So we'll see what the difference is. What does that look like? Tana, Simply have coals surrounding the water. Sweep away the coals, drink the water, no problem. Antichi, what's that? Meaning it's something in the Kira, a little compartment for the water. It's like a Rabei Dudi. Meaning, if there's a a dude a, a heater on both sides and the water's in the middle, so mind them are be duty can If you say be duty is no good, certainly be would be no good. be kiri, be duty though, he would say no. Be duty is okay because it's not part of a kira. Tanya kavatetu of Nachman, we have support for of Nachman, uh, who. Um, who uh, said that uh, it was the Beidudi, Because antichi pishku in Mishnah. Why? Nation machamata the copper, meaning the bottom heats it up, and so you see that it's not part of a kira; it's a separate little unit. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up uh, with the next Mishnah. In the meantime, in the next podcast, the mean, have a wonderful day.